Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the official start of the weekend. As far as we're concerned, it is a football Friday, and we will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so we are efforting to connect with Brady Quinn, a little behind the scenes here when it comes to uh, the pride and joy of Dublin, Ohio, and South Bend, Indiana. Brady Quinn's in Chicago because mm-hmm. a big noon kickoff is there for Fox. Uh, they'll be on the call for the Notre Dame Wisconsin game at Soldier Field. Got to be uh, cool calling your own, oh your teams your team's game. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Well, yeah. being there for the pregame. Of yeah, it. that yeah. that is awesome. And yeah. I actually think that's probably better than having to call the game because now you can actually be a homer and right. nobody's going to bust your balls for it on the air. <laughs> like if you were going to call a Penn State game, you know somebody would bust your balls for it on the air. Sure. <laughs> and it would be very difficult not to be biased. Yes. But I, I would do my job. I, I would call the game. And, and the good thing about it is, is when you're calling a game, you're really talking about what you see. It, you know, there's only guys like Michael Irving and, and a few times you'll hear Troy Aikman um, get caught up into being a former Dallas Cowboy. And you'll you'll hear that come out in some of their commentary. But I mean, for the most part, the subjective approach to to how you you would call a game is is really based off of, you know, what plays are being ran, what strategy you see playing out, what guys you see playing, and how they're playing. They're playing hard. They're not playing hard. They came to play. They didn't come to play. So I think it would be really fun um, to call a Penn State game. To be yeah. honest, even if they were to end up like being behind. Yeah, I mean, that would be more difficult, you know, because on the inside I'd be dying a slow death. But 
Uh, otherwise, I think it would be fun. And, and listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, speaking yeah. of uh, a guy. What the hell uh, are we talking uh, about uh, Speaking right of a guy oh, who's wow. going yeah, right. to uh, be uh, surrounded by his alma mater this weekend, uh, I present to you, he is the pride and joy of Dublin, Ohio. This yeah. man walked onto the campus of Notre Dame, and he set all sorts of records. Yeah. He's a Heisman Trophy finalist. You see him on Fox Sports 1. Yeah. You see him on Fox. You see him on Fox Sports Radio when LeVar gets TV yeah. hits. I present to you none other Who is than it? the great Who is it? Brady LeVar, how impressive yes. is that? I mean, how I, impressive is that? I tried to get him off the hook at least three times, he and did. he just kept going. He disrobed to try and throw me off uh, uh, this early in the that, morning. That would, that would definitely throw you off. No, that's not what I did. Rope. You might be able to do some double dutch jump, jump rope. rope. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Way to take it off of you and put it on what? to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, boy. You know what? Can I just say this? And, LeVar, I know you can relate. I went back to Notre Dame yesterday, and it was it. What the best part about going back to South Bend and really Notre Dame, Indiana, because Notre Dame's big enough as the actual campus, its landmass, it can be considered its own town. Mm-hmm. So it's actually Notre Dame, Indiana, but it's awesome taking people back who've never been, mm-hmm. and you take them back, and, and they and they you go through campus, and obviously the campus is pristine. It, it's it's a small campus. There's only about eight thousand undergraduates, maybe another two thousand plus graduate students but you go back through the campus you see the campus that's pristine but it's, it's going into the stadium going in the locker room going down the tunnel kind of hitting the signs seeing all of that going to the grotto there's like this this spiritual pulling too when you go by the church the grotto light a candle and all that like it, it's a really cool experience to see other people do it mm. because there's there's really nothing like it and that's what makes it so unique but I, I'm excited man I think it's going to be a great game um, there's a lot of great storylines. Obviously, the reason why I'm here in Chicago is Notre Dame taking on Wisconsin tomorrow, uh, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. here local. But it's going to be a great game. It's a ton. Of, it's going to be a ton of fun to see what happens. Because I, I got to be honest with you, like from the betting side of me, Wisconsin's a favorite. They're a five and a half, a six point favorite, and. They're one and one right now. They lost to Penn State at home, and, and there's really nothing. You know, they had a buy last week. There's nothing that would indicate that they should be a favorite taking on a team that's ranked in three and zero right now. And I think it's at least showed last week better film, a better approach to everything. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out. Mm. Did Penn State ruin this week for Notre Dame? And let me let me explain why. Wisconsin already got their dose of reality, right? So it's not like you're going to catch Wisconsin sleeping like, ah, you know, it's not, uh, let's not even, uh, let's not panic about this. Everything, you know, just everything's going to be fine. The fact that they opened up the year and got smacked 
by well, didn't get smacked. Well, but they they lost. <laughs> they did lose. They they, they lost they, at home. They they could have very easily but won. They could have very easily won that game. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah. I would say is this more is this going to mean that you're going to get a much more focused Wisconsin team that n- understands we cannot afford any other losses and maybe that's playing into the line and I why they're such a favorite. I think it's the opposite. I think we took their best shot. I mean to go into Madison in an opening week coming out of a pandemic year and you have all your fans back the emotional high that that they were probably running on hearing their own fans and everything i i think we did notre dame a favor to be honest gave him the blueprint uh, yeah i mean i well, won't say gave him the blueprint because again i think we outlasted wisconsin i don't think that we necessarily beat or handled Wisconsin, you which beat sometimes their ass, no, sometimes yeah. you got on defense. Yeah. We did pretty Sid, good, Sid but they were yeah. really able to run the ball very well. That's my biggest. If if I'm a Notre Dame fan, my biggest concern is how will you guys be able to handle them up front on right. the defensive side of the ball? Which is why I think they're such a heavy favorite because you're not going to run the football versus Wisconsin. I mean, schematically, they put an extra guy down around the line of scrimmage yeah. in the box, as people like to say to stop that. So that's not going to happen. So it really comes down to if they can throw their way. Wisconsin forced you to do this. They say it's it's almost like playing – like back when I was there, we played Navy every year, right? It goes back to old WW2 and Navy basically using Notre Dame's campus as an Army training base. A lot of people don't know that, but it actually – it helped keep the university afloat during mm-hmm. that time. And so they then had a contract to play every single year afterwards. But one of the things you learn going against Navy every single year is they limit your possessions because they run the football all the time. Mm -hmm. And they have a certain style of play. And so you had to maximize every single possession that you had. Wisconsin's kind of like that. Like they're going to run the football. On defense, they're going to stop the run. And they're going to force you to make these intermediate throws so nothing, nothing short of 10 yards, but like everything that's maybe 12 to, to 18 yards, and then anything deep downfield, those are the throws they're going to force you to make. And they're going to try to make you do that over and over and over again in order to win. And that's what Penn State was able to do enough between their defensive performance and obviously a few big plays. Yes. And, and that's, that's what they're going to force Notre Dame to try to do. But, so you know, it, it's a big challenge. It the, really is. The good thing about – this game, if you are a Notre Dame fan, is they do have a propensity to turn the ball over trying to throw the ball. Wisconsin is a running team, and and you see once if you're able to force them to have to win through the air, I don't think that Wisconsin is 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 really equipped to be able to go through a game and win by throwing the ball. So you would have to assume that Notre Dame matches up well against this this Wisconsin team just based upon what you see both sides, their philosophies of how they go about their business within a game plan. You would have to assume that Notre Dame has a very good opportunity if they can – two things, two things, right, which I mentioned up front, and you just mentioned, Brady, you have to be able to run the ball – so that you can have the balance of being able to throw the ball and you have to be able to stop Wisconsin's run and make them have to beat you through the air because if you do that, 
they may turn the ball over. They may give the ball to you. By the way, uh, for you degenerate flunky gamblers out there who are hearing Brady Quinn talk about the point spread and thinking, well, oh, God, yeah. I don't, oh, I don't oh, like yeah. that. But I yeah. really would like to bet Notre Dame, but I'm not sure about that point spread. I, I don't know what I like here. Let me present to you a teaser. All right. And for people that aren't familiar mm. with the teasers yeah, in the world of betting, uh, this is how it works. Yeah. If you don't like the betting line, mm. you can actually get it adjusted, but you need two things to happen. So in this case, say Notre Dame is a six-point underdog against Wisconsin. If you if you still think Wisconsin's going to win the game, you're a little bit not quite sure about the about the point spread there. You can actually buy six points. All of a sudden, the point spread turn or the line turns into Notre Dame plus twelve. But you need the under to hit. And in order for that to happen, that also gets adjusted by six points. So if you think it's going to be a low-scoring game dominated by Wisconsin, or if you, but you think uh, Notre Dame's going to keep it close, I would present to you the teaser, Brady Quinn. You can tell some of your flunky friends out there in South Bend uh, you know, that they can go ahead and get down on some action Let, there. Let's, let's just know. take this a little bit further. Yeah. The over-under is set, last time I checked, at 45 points. Yes, I did see that as well. This game will be at most like a 20-17. to 17. <laughs> So in that scenario, yeah. Perfect. think about it. In that scenario, this team teaser works because that total is at what 37 so you're still even with that six points up to plus 12 you're still even and and pulling that back down to what 39 for your over under you're still falling underneath that what's the perfect football score like if you had to pick the perfect football score (laughs) i'm not getting into this because i'm I'm serious no you you are the contrarian to everyone out there who likes high scoring games i'm not doing this 20 to 17 is perfect i'm telling you because i'd say late Late twenties, early early thirties. You're a defensive guy, though. Uh, right, I want less points than that. Hey, okay, ten you know what six. This is? <laughs> you don't want a you know ten what this six is? game. This is Jonas in his single days getting denied. All right, at the bar mm. in his single days, yeah. time and time and time again. Mm. He wants he wants he wants to watch a football game like that. He wants to watch an offense. Keep losing. 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 That is Jonas. Yeah, but yeah, that's Jonas yeah, in this but you know what? Yeah, but you know what? It's that will. That's why he's to, a big 9-6 fan. Yeah, mm. I'm just, yeah mm. not the other one, though. A lot uh, of field goals. A <laughs> lot of field goals. <laughs> it's very, uh, not not you, score many touchdowns. A lot field. of field goals. Not score many yeah. touchdowns. And not, not getting on the field. How's that work? <laughs> not scoring uh, at all with you, Jonas. <laughs> but, but, but you know what they say. Welcome to marriage, folks. Oh, there uh, you go. Uh, oh, okay. I want to say that's all of us, but I don't want to speak for everyone. Well, yeah. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot say that. You yeah. can't relate. Yeah. Uh, I cannot I'm, relate to I'm that. I'm so Fair happy enough. for you, bro. Well, it's good. Good to see we're, we're, we're telling lies to, on We're trying to put up 40, 50 on the board every yeah. Oh, <laughs> God <laughs> bless. <laughs> Shots out to <laughs> Miss Quinn. Yeah. Old, uh, old, uh, old uh, Brady Rivers over there. Uh, uh, be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
old wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Brady Quinn is in Chicago uh, getting ready to uh, be there on the scene. A little uh, little big noon kickoff there at Soldier Field. Uh, again, you've got Notre Dame and Wisconsin, so that's going to be a lot of fun on a Saturday. Um, but uh, never mind what's happening tomorrow. What? Uh, there's, there's a big game that's happening next week. It oh. is the uh, the Patriots and the Bucks. Mm. I don't know if you guys knew about that, uh, but the Patriots and Bucks will be, uh, will be battling it out uh, next week. And of course, this is the Tom Brady Bowl uh, where everybody is looking forward to this and everybody is excited about Tom Brady going back to Foxborough and and uh, Tom Brady being there with the uh, with the Patriot or with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on his former team uh, and uh, the Tom Brady camp is uh, talking a little bit and uh, you got Tom Brady's dad who's you know going on a podcast uh, you know saying that uh, you know Tom Brady of course uh, you know wanted a little bit of uh, vindication wanted a little bit of revenge uh, then you've got Alex Guerrero Tom Brady 
Matthews trainer, who all of a sudden is a, is a therapist. Uh, he is now not only a, a guru uh, when it comes to health, but he's also a therapist, uh, saying that uh, Bill Belichick uh, you know, didn't know how to handle Tom when he got older, uh, that he, uh, Bill was trying to treat him like a 20-year-old kid that he drafted. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't adjust his emotions. He didn't adjust to Tom Brady, who got older and all these things. Tom Brady has tried to calm it down and say, listen, you know, the, these are all guys that, that care about me. And of course, they're, you know, they're very, uh, they're, yeah, yeah. you know, they want to, they want to defend yeah. me here. Like, Who's Alex Guerrero? I get now we know get why. Get your lips off his cheeks, Alex. Now we know why Belichick locked his ass out of the facility when he was in, in New England. Get your now lips off his why. cheeks, Alex. I mean, what, what is it like? What are we doing here? Why? Why is <laughs> it seems like Belichick <laughs> has moved on, the Patriots have moved on, and Tom Brady's camp can't let it go. Like they cannot let it go that they that they had to go through what they went but through. It's towards not the about end. letting it go. It's Jesus, about, man. Yeah, listen, in boxing, right? I'm a big boxing fan, and in boxing, so's Brady. Okay, so Brady, you, yeah, right. Because Tyrone, yeah. Tyrone was the boxer, That's right. right? Damn right. Yeah, actually, Lavoie, I love boxing so much. I will live score it. I will yeah. give wow. people my score you know yeah. on Twitter. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah, I did not know that, yeah. but I will yeah. be paying it's attention. It's pretty now. pathetic. If yeah. you ask me, that he would do wow. that. It wow. is pathetic. Yeah. It's weird. I, I do it though. Yeah. So in boxing culture, <laughs> everything is surrounded by positive reinforcement, no matter what you do. Champ comes walking out of the car. Way to get out of the car, champ. Yeah. Okay, champ. Way to get out of the car, champ. The hey, champ man. is here. Here we go, champ. Champ opens the front door. Somebody opens. Way to get him into the front door, y'all. The champ. Come on, champ. You ready for a good one, champ? All right, come on, champ. Champ gets his gloves on. Okay, champ. They putting them on right. They put that tape on the right way. Champ, look at your shoes. You looking good. You looking fly. How you feeling? Lean, mean, like a fight machine. Float like a butterfly. Sting like, okay, champ, right? This is classic gassing your guy up. Tom Brady is is one of them dudes, apparently. And you can tell by how he handles himself. Like, you know, watching the, the Super Bowl celebration when Tampa won and different things like that and how they had to whisk him off. But you notice that it was just one person in particular that was handling him. And that's someone that he trusted, and that's how the, that it all works. And, you know, they were probably walking him to the, to the car that day like, okay, champ, okay, I know your knee is a little sore. I know you had that, uh, that, that eucalyptus avocado tequila in your system, but let's get you on home, champ. You, you feeling good? You feeling good? You great? <laughs> Everything cool? He has a support system that will never let him go below a certain level of how he thinks about himself, how he views the world, because it's almost like it's too important for what it is that he brings to the table to be Tom Brady for him to ever be out of balance with what it is that he's created in his own world. And I think that this is a classic case of it. And you know what? God bless Everybody should have an Alex Guerrero. Everybody should have somebody oh gassing them up and, and telling people, you didn't handle things the right way with my Ugh. guy. If you would have did it this way, you would have been good. God. All right, so so I had <laughs> Alex Guerrero. Uh, when Willie McGinnis was with the Browns, he brought Alex in, and, and you know he did some, some body work, soft tissue work, all that kind of stuff. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be real. I'll be real. There's that dude's. There's something about him, man. Like I felt the best I probably ever felt after he worked on me that next day. I was like, I don't know what that dude is doing, but he, he whatever he's doing, like he's getting players right. So I, I could see why you know people would buy a hundred percent into 
whether it's him being, you know, basically behind the scenes of the TB12 method or, you know, being even out there speaking for uh, Tom Brady, whatever, whatever you want to make it out to be. Like, he's got a proven track record. I mean, think about all the players he's worked with, Tom Brady in particular, but Gronk too. Mm. Like, uh, so many players, they had the whole TB12 um, I believe, like, training facility and all that, right? Like, yeah. This is actually a, a tangent here, LeVar, but mm-hmm. Jonas loves to tell the story of how he felt like Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero locked out Jimmy Garoppolo from going to no. the TB12. No, you said this. Okay. You said this on live air. Right. Own up to it right now. Okay. <laughs> Own it. Uh, this is what I said. Own it. Seth Wickersham had this big, long piece on Tom Brady and, and how unhappy he was in New England. And one of the stories out there was that uh, Seth Wickersham said that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went to go get into the TB12 facility mm. and the door was locked. Mm. Like, 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 like he but turned people it, were inside? Yeah, like, oh. but nobody would answer the door for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, like They treated him like he was a kid who lit a bag of dog crap on fire and set it on the front porch and was mm. trying to get somebody to put it out with their their feet um, like, it, it's, it's like one of the the details of it i just i didn't buy use a, 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 a an example like i'm that, just saying know? like yeah, the, just the, the details of it didn't You've add up here before. listen all, all, all i'm trying to say i'm not trying to I, I don't doubt that alex guerrero has had success as a trainer but when i get alex guerrero uh going out and saying well you know bill bill hasn't evolved his emotions haven't haven't evolved dude who the hell are all you right, let me give you like a serious it's like let, it's let like a you, mechanic walking up to you saying, hey, man, uh, this is what I would do in your relationship. Kiss my ass, uh, uh, all right? Go fix my tire. I'm going to give you some serious explanation here, all right? <laughs> to, to athletes, they're, they're trainers. They're tra- listen, man. They're trainers generally, and they're barbers, right? Yeah. And the people that take care of, like, their vehicles or stuff like that, whatever it may be, things around the house, those are the people who know the most about the players. And that that is a relationship. You build a bond with those people in particular. Some people do it with their trainers in-house, like at the facility that are a part of the team. Some people do it with, you know, the, their own guy. Obviously, right here with Tom Brady, it's his own guy. But honestly speaking, you talk about – you get to know each other so well because you spend so much time around one another – that the relationship grows in a way where you start to understand one another from this this perspective. So while I, I, I will say in all seriousness, not joking around, while I will say I feel like it's out of pocket for him to be quoted saying this, let me first start by saying that. I think that's totally out of pocket. At the end of the day, if if Bill Belichick did not develop Tom Brady the way that he did – Alex Guerrero, your your uh, opinion of this wouldn't even matter. Hundred percent. So that's first and foremost. I played against Tom Brady in college. That ain't the same Tom Brady. <laughs> all right, that ain't the same Tom Brady that that I was wearing, giving the business to when we were playing in college. So in the end, don't be disrespectful. Like even if you meant it in in a and just the most general, I'm just giving you perspective way, that's not your place. There's too much of a history. There's too much success between them before you were ever even relevant to the scenario for you to even open your mouth in this situation. That's first and foremost. But then secondly, it does, 
it does seem to me to give me the idea and the appearance of how much the the New England Patriots situation really impacted, affected, and hurt, and maybe still has Tom Brady hurting even after a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. It gives me the the feeling of Tom. This really, really is not going. It's a. It was a loss, like a a funeral took a death took place with Tom Brady, and that's what this comes across to me as. Uh, do you do you think he wanted to stay? Yes. No. I think. You know, I, I, think I think. I don't. I think. I think in an ideal world, if he had it or his druthers as to how things would be and how I think that that's what Alex Guerrero is trying to say. Had they treated him differently, had they evolved together and evolved with him, you wouldn't even be in a situation where you have to deal with this. That's that's my take on it. I think the interesting thing about the Patriots and this whole storyline, because this all really came about because we're talking about how Tom Brady feels, or Alex Guerrero speaking for Tom Brady, right? how he feels that Bill Belichick didn't evolve over time and, and view him as a, well, let's just put it simply, it's the greatest resume we've ever seen in the NFL. And as Tom Brady matured and developed and grew, he didn't view him any different than the quarterback that he won the first three Super Bowls with. And so that's what you're talking about is, is essentially an organization or a coach who didn't want to adapt how he was going about managing that culture. And the interesting thing about that is, is we hear this all the time. The Seattle Seahawks, they win a Super Bowl, they go to another one, they end up losing because of, you know, the play calling, if you will, on the goal line. And we saw a fracture within that locker room that they were never able to overcome after that point. And then you started seeing players talk about Richard Sherman in particular, that like Pete was treating him like they were still that rookie, that, you know, new recruit at USC in how he was going about handling it. And so I I think it's interesting that you've got two of the older coaches, by the way, I, I do think Pete and Bill are the two oldest in the NFL. Yeah. Who have their way of creating a culture, wanting to coach their team, and not wanting to make any changes to how they're going about doing that. I, I just I think it's interesting. And, and, and I think if there's one player you're going to bend and change the rules for or change how you handle. It should have been him. It should have been him. It should have yeah. been Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and Alex Guerrero, by the way, went, uh, went on to say in uh, this article that was uh, uh, in the uh, Boston Herald, uh, he went on to say uh, when it came to, uh, to Cam Newton, he said, it's interesting. If you look at how Bill looks at some of those other players, it looks like to me he's been able to modify or change a little bit. Maybe he's forced to. If you're going to be a coach, a coach should be the one to modify or make changes. That, according to Alex Guerrero, who now is handing well, out yeah, coaching I mean, advice. Think about him. that. Like, for it's example, true, though. If, if, if I had a new player, or, or, you know, if I was a new coach coming onto a team, I would rather adapt to the verbiage of that offense or defense rather than making them all adjust to me. That's true, too. Isn't that easier for them to deal with? It's like, all right, like I'm a coach. I'm smart enough to be able to call it something else, even though it's the same thing I used to run, right? Like you, But you seldom times don't see that. You'll see a coach come in and he'll say, no, 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 we're going to call it this. You're like, well, dude, that's the same thing. We called it that. Yeah, but that's not how it is in my system. It's like, okay. Like that, like now we're arguing semantics, and you're trying to make a you know eleven other guys understand why you call it that way, or or what you know what this offense is or defense is, 
as opposed to what we were doing before, which is all the same stuff. You just call it something different. I just think you get you get play call cards these days. Y'all can get on the same page as what the verbiage is going to be, and that should be relatively easy to do. Some people on defense, some people call it boxing. Some people call it hammering. Some people call it forcing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, it's leveraging from the outside. Don't let somebody effing get on the outside of you. There, there you have it, right? But the idea of it is, to me, is as a coach and adapting and adjusting, it sounds like he's talking about something that a lot of coaches do not take into consideration. And a lot of times I think is the difference between success and failure for coaches, which is understanding the humanistic side of how coaching works. Don't lose sight of the fact that these are people too. You're not just coaching them X's and O's. And and in high school and in, and sometimes, sometimes in college, you get coaches who care about you as a person and they want to see you develop as a person. A lot of people say that, but it's tongue-in-cheek. You just say it because that's what you're supposed to say because they are, air quotes, student athletes. But but in reality, a lot of times coaches do not treat players in in terms of connecting with them as as a person, like on a personal level. And I think that you sometimes, I mean, that that can be the difference between how somebody responds positively or negatively in terms of when you're in adverse situations, the heat of the battle, just regular everyday practices is is the idea of being able to tap in and connect with somebody emotionally. And, and sometimes, again, I, I think that that's an understated gift that some of the – my best coaches were people that I had the best relationships with. Yeah. My high school coach was my best friend. He was one of my best friends, and I, I was the most productive in my career. I hate to say it. He's sitting somewhere rotting in jail right now for the things that he did, but my coach in college was my best friend. Like, that was the guy that I trusted. That was the guy that I spent the most time with and and learned from, and, and I flourished. I get to the NFL. I had guys I was close with. But it just wasn't the same. And then now you get all these different coaches coming in because they're changing staffs. Then you don't even have the opportunity to build a relationship. So to have somebody like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have the amount of time that they had together, they had to have created a personal human side of the relationship. And if Alex Guerrero is saying what he's saying – to me, that says that those are the conversations that Tom Brady was having with him. And Tom Brady, as calculated as he is, was okay with Alex Guerrero coming out and saying that yeah. in the public. No, I, I in just, fact, maybe wanted him to say it. Yeah, listen, I, and, and look, I, I I undersold Alex Guerrero this whole time. I mean, uh, I'm assuming next week he's going to give everybody tips on how to win the lotto. Is that mm-hmm. going to happen next, uh, Mr. I mean, be nice. Yeah. I, I, I would listen yeah. to him. Yeah, Mr. I, I would take his advice and buy a ticket. Yeah. God, good God, man. Look at that. <laughs> Alex Guerrero. All right. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here yeah. on Fox Sports Radio. It's Lamar Arrington, hey. Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox. He's going to tell you how to specialize in loosening up your Davis Mills. That's, yeah. that's what he's going to tell you. That's just like, come on. Oh, like, what, are, what are we talking about here? Um, oh, man. Oh, all right. Man. So, so uh, before. Ah. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
ladies and gentlemen, enough with that. Albert Breer, he is the senior NFL reporter uh, of the MMQB. You get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, NFL Insider. Albert, uh, appreciate to you hanging victor. out with us here. I mean, I mean, oh, 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 I mean, oh, H. Wait, which one is it? I mean, come on. Which yeah, one listen. Which one is Albert Breer? Albert Breer. He, Ohio State. O- Ohio State. Mean? It was a joke. Okay. Yeah. You and took me so literal. Put, put some respect on his name. Oh, my uh, god. Albert, I apologize. I don't know why LeVar is attacking you this early. I'm sorry. Well, no, I wanted to congratulate you guys, although I don't know what's changed, right? Do you just have, like, a fancy logo and a name now? Yes. Yep. Name, yep. Two pros it. and a cup. Yeah. That's what yeah. they call for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is. A mug. Yes, it is. Just a mug. Uh, just, yeah. a th- just a thimble, if you will. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Albert, so what do you make of, because obviously you spend time covering the Patriots, and I, I think you still live in and around the area there, but w- what do you make of, you know, uh, Tom Brady Sr., Alex, Alex Guerrero. I mean, we're a little over a week out, and we're already talking about Tom Brady's time in New England and what is going on there. Uh, like, where does that land with you when you hear guys like Al, you know Alex Guerrero come out and say, "Well, Belichick, you know, uh, he he didn't adjust. You know, he needs to adjust to players as they get older, like Tom Brady did." Yeah, I mean, I think it's some like obviously some old feelings coming out, and I think to some degree it's. Um, you know, the, the Brady camp getting ahead of this um, a little bit because I think they know there are going to be a lot of stories that are going to come out next week, and they know the Patriots have a way of getting their side of the story out there. So I don't think this is like a coordinated effort. Like, I don't think Camp Brady, like, had a, had a meeting and did a media blitz or anything like that. I think more so this was, you know, a couple of good reporters and Tom Curran from NBC Boston and – um, and Karen Grigian from the Boston Herald, who had relationships with these people, reaching out to them. And, you know, people on Brady's side of it figuring, well, if the Patriots are going to get their side of the story out there inevitably, then we might as well tell our side of the story as well. So I, I think that that's what that was. And I, and I think what you're finding now, too, is that, um, you know, I think as we all knew at the time, but, you know, we haven't really heard anybody talk about it on the record, the divorce wasn't completely clean. Um, there was some messiness at the end there, and, and it wasn't just at the very end, guys. It, it was over the last few years that Brady was in New England. Hmm. I, I was just going to ask you to follow up on that. I mean, what, what specifically and, and when do you think this fracture started? I mean, what, was it seven years ago? Was it, you know, was it more closer to the end of it? How did this whole thing work out in your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I, Brady, I would say, like, you know, like there was normal, I'd say, franchise quarterback, legendary coach tension um, for a while. But I don't think that that was unmanageable. I think where things really started to change a little bit were what was with the drafting of Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, when they, talk, when they took Garoppolo, and I don't know how many people nationally paid attention to this, but locally people definitely caught on, like, and heard it, you know. Um, the day they drafted Garoppolo, Belichick got up there at, at the press conference, and when he was asked about them taking Jimmy in the second round, his answer was, well, we all know what Tom's age and contract situation is. The Patriots hadn't given him a new contract yet, and like Brady had been on the record as saying, I want to play till I'm 45, and at the time I believe he was, I want to say, 37. So it was, okay, you're not giving me a new contract, and now you're doubting that I can actually play as long as I want to play. 
And, you know, that was followed later that year by Deflategate. And I think, you know, the fact that, you know, Belichick kind of put Brady out there and said, this is his deal, not mine, after Brady had backed Belichick during Spygate, um, I think all of that sort of played into it. And the thing that made it kind of the most interesting is that's when they started winning Super Bowls again. You know, so they won in 14 and they won in 16. And then in the last year of Garoppolo's contract, the tension sort of got ramped up a little bit because it was which way are they going to go. That was 2017. They went to the Super Bowl that year, too. And so, you know, I think it was sort of there was a normal tension there between franchise quarterback who, you know, I think wants to be treated a little bit of a different way and had always been kind of treated as just, you know, and Brady, you know how the coaches like this work, Labar, you too, like wanted to treat him like he was just one of the guys when he was already a legend. Um, and then, you know, I think the Garoppolo pick, the aftermath of the Garoppolo pick, deflate gate, all sort of played into those tensions rising over the five years to follow. A.B., not to be outdone by the, the future matchup between Tom and, and New England, they have a pretty doggone big game coming up this weekend. And I just yep. wonder, is this being touted and looked at as maybe a, a, a NFC championship preview? Yeah, you know, the Bucks and Rams, I, I think both have reasons. Uh-oh. You know, and okay, there you go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I don't know. Like, does it, it looks like they're better, that they have the ability to be better than they were last year, and they won the whole thing last year. So on one side, you got the Buccaneers, and then, you know, on the other side, like, I think that Rams team, based on the way they looked in week one and then how they sort of dealt with some adversity in week two, um, and falling behind against the Colts, I think you're really sort of seeing where that Rams team might have another gear in it. And the intention in bringing Stafford in um, was to kind of raise the ceiling on the team, and you might be seeing that happening in real time now. So that's an enormous game. The Bucks have to travel cross-country for it. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're going to need every bit of their focus um, to beat the to, 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 to beat the Rams this week. And then on the other side of it, LeVar, consider this. I mean, in New England, all these players have heard all week is about the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. They got a good opponent coming down the pike in the Saints, too. And if they lose this one, they're limping into that Tampa game at one and two. So I think it's going to be really interesting seeing how both the Patriots and Bucks go into week three and how focused they are on a couple of really good opponents. Mm. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter from the MMQB with us here. Uh, Albert, um, Justin Fields, uh, you being the Ohio State alum, uh, an Ohio State guy getting his first career start in the state of Ohio. It's going to be against the Cleveland Browns. What do you expect from him in his first career start? Yeah, so the whole idea in going with Andy Dalton in the first place was I I think – just having talked to people there over the last six months, sort of Matt Nagy and, and Ryan Pace saying, okay, we're doubling down on the team that we have already, and we believe this team can win with defense and running game, and we need a chain mover at quarterback. And, yeah, we believe in Justin Fields, but, you know, really we don't need to go through all the bumps that a rookie's going to put us through um, to get the most out of the team in the locker room. And it really is about the other 51 guys in that locker room and that, they felt like the best thing for that group was to have a veteran quarterback in there. Now, we all know if they make the switch to Justin Fields full-time, there's no turning back. So it was going to be difficult to do that while the team was still in contention. Well, now, and, you know, it sucks that Andy's hurt and everything else, but 
they, they're, they're going to get an organic look at what Justin Fields looks like within the context of that sort of team and what a managed Justin Fields looks like with the running game, with the defense, and what Justin Fields can do to be sort of the bus driver for that sort of team. And so, um, you know, I, I think the intent, the, the, the feeling there is that, you know, they're going to come out of these couple of weeks with, you know, Andy Dalton still as a starting quarterback. But, you know, I can tell you there's, based on Justin's physical ability, based on his big game experience, based on, you know, his just mental makeup, um, I don't think you can rule out the idea that he goes out there and plays really well the next couple of weeks and makes it more difficult on the Bears. And you guys remember last year with, with Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert and how sort of a freak thing got Justin Herbert in the, in the lineup. Anthony Lynn was planning on going back to Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert basically took that decision out of his hands. So it'll be interesting to see if Justin Fields can do the same. No, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, I'm excited for him, though. You know, I think he's, he's a heck of a player. He's got a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what he can do against, against that defense there for Cleveland. Uh, Albert, just in, in general, what's been one of the biggest surprises in your mind now a couple games into the season or maybe something that I guess you didn't foresee happening early on? Well, I, I think everybody's seeing how good the Panthers' defense is, and I don't want to pat myself on the back here, guys, because you know I'm not like that. I'm pretty <laughs> humble. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I had the Panthers in the playoffs, and I think I think we're starting what? to see now. I, I think we're I think we're starting to see now how good that defense is, right? And how that defense, even with J.C. Horn going down last night, that there's real potential for that to be you know a top five defense in the league, and I think Sam Darnold can still play. To me, the one that really surprises me personally is the Raiders because there was every warning sign going into the year that that thing was on the verge of crumbling. Well, you know, there were rumors across the NFL about Mike Mayock's job security over the course of the last six, seven months. Um, you know, there were questions about the defense. They fired their defensive coordinator from last year, bringing Gus Bradley. Um, you know, the business side of the building, and I know that's not completely football-related, but it's still kind of – part of everybody's day-to-day there, I mean, they cleaned out the business side. They fired a handful of guys who are at the top of the, the food chain on that side. So, you know, I looked at the Raiders going into this year, and it's like, God, that thing has a chance to really crumble. And they look great, <laughs> you know, and they beat Baltimore, and they beat Pittsburgh, and they got a Miami team now coming across the country um, that doesn't have its starting quarterback. So they got a chance here to go 3-0. and and so, you know, I think, like, we, saw, we see some of the things from the Raiders that you might have expected. Like, you could reasonably expect that the offense was going to be good with Carr and Ruggs and Edwards and Waller and all of those guys. But the defense has been better, and they're playing better team ball in general. So, Brady, I would give you the Raiders as the biggest surprise through two weeks. Oh, huh, okay. A.B., we've been having conversation about how Matt Nagy has handled the quarterback situation where he is. And I'm just curious from your point of view, is this a narrative that Matt Nagy can survive? And if so, is it with keeping Justin Fields in no matter what? Is it with staying loyal and true to how much he's supported Andy Dalton? Where where does this go? Well, I I think so. Like The the first thing I start with, I think Nagy's audience is the locker room. And – you know, I think like he knows he's got a veteran locker room with a lot of proud guys in there, like Coyle Mack and 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 Eddie Jackson and 
Um, you know, you can go on down the list. There's a core group of guys that have been there that have been in the playoffs a couple times. So I think that's who, you know, he knows he has to serve. So that's number one. Like, if it's going to be Justin over Andy, I think the locker room has to buy into that. I think there are two ways to that there won't be – there are two paths for, for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace where there won't be a shakeup after the year in that organization. Number one is they make the playoffs. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They make the playoffs. They're okay, right? Number two is if they don't make the playoffs, I think they have to look like an ascending team coming out of this year. The reason why is because over their three years, they're actually top ten in the NFL in wins. They've been in the playoffs two or three years that Nagy and Pace have been working together, but it's gone 12-4, and 8-8, and 8-8. Eight, eight and eight. So I think, you know, if they don't make the playoffs, they have to at very least show that the organization is back on sort of an ascending trajectory. And how is the, what's the best way to do that? Well, it's to have your rookie quarterback in there and playing well where at the end of the year, ownership has to say to itself, do we really want to pull the plug on this and shake things up on a rookie quarterback, a young quarterback who's playing really well, or do we want to stay the course because the kid played, because the kid was awesome in in November and December? So to me, LeVar, that's the two paths that they have to keeping their jobs there. It's either A, you make the playoffs, in which case you're fine either way, or B, you're ascending towards the end of the year and I think that that has to mean Justin Fields in there playing and playing well. Mm. Albert, uh, last one for me, and, and I just want to ask you this, because some people, are, I guess, are talking about this or asking this question, but, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Rams, could they be overlooking the Rams God, what a potentially question. to that the, a, a matchup they have next week? You is, are is that the a possibility? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like, So I was on Boston Radio this morning. Let me ask, let me ask you guys this. Is this is Bucks Patriots the biggest regular season game in NFL history? Oh, it's the um, biggest matchup. That's for that certain. is that is a great question though. The, well, the, 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 the greatest only, of I all time. It, I, I honestly think it might be because the only one I could come up when they asked me that the only one I could come up with that was bigger that that was even in that realm was Favre going yes. back to Green Bay. Yes, right. And the only yeah. reason, and if I compare the two. The only thing that Favre going back to Green Bay really had over Bucks Patriots was that Favre was playing for the Vikings. Because, so he's playing for a rival. So that would be like Brady coming back as a Jet, right? But other than that, like, I, like the amount of championships Brady won, the like acrimony between coach and quarterback, like all of it, like all of it, like is it, like it feels like Brady versus Belichick has it over that. So, and the fact that this might not happen again too, because they're in different conferences, right? I, I just so like to me, it's like as big a regular season game as maybe we've ever had, as I can remember at least. And so, you know, you can look until you you can talk until you're blue in the face about how. It's all about the, the Rams if you're in the Buccaneers building. It's all about the Saints if you're in the Patriots building. But, you know, like, there's a reality to this. These guys ha- don't live under rocks. They have, to hear, they have to be hearing it. You know what I mean? And so I, I'd be interested to, 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 to see behind closed doors how 
those coaches address their teams with it. So, because so you, think 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 be. is, you, you, you think they might be. You think they might be overlooking the LA Rams yes. and Aaron Donald. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I don't know. You guys have been in those locker yeah. rooms. Like, if you if you don't address something this big, it's the elephant in the couch, isn't it? it? No, no, it not it. while you got another team Albert. you got to play. We got Donald across from you. No, but I mean, at least no, no, no. But I'm saying at least address it at the very beginning of the week. You like don't like I feel like I. Because I feel like if, no, if you avoid hey, saying no, something about no. Albert, no. Albert, hey Albert, don't let these juice you heads talk you off you this. Up. Hey, don't guys, let these guys. Do- I mean, like, the very, I'm not saying you address it every day, but all I'm saying is at the beginning of the wow. week and Wednesday. You got Friday, the LA Rams coming yeah. to the house. Like, what are you worried about the next week? Hey, you got the Brady, ones in front no, of Brady, you. But here's what you say. Here's what you say. Like something along the lines of, "Listen, guys." I know what you're going to hear a lot about this week, and it's a game we're not playing on Sunday. Yeah. So, like, I need you guys to know. Like, I, I, I just think addressing it in some way, and I haven't been in these locker rooms. You guys have, but, like, I just feel like it's, it's something that's, like, hovering Trust over me. both these teams. No offensive yeah. lineman gives two craps hey. about anything other than Albert, how the hell they're going to go gonna up against Aaron Donald. Brady, he's going to get asked about it, though. Yeah, he's Al- get asked no, about they're not. They're not because they're going against Aaron Donald. They're scared <laughs> about going uh, against Aaron Donald. Hey, Albert, I'm with you, man. Jonas. Albert, don't let these juice heads talk you off it. Jonas. I'm with you, yeah. man. Listen. Yeah. Who would yeah. ask that question? Yeah. Who would do that? Yeah, I would. That's who. Listen, I'm with you, yeah. Albert. The you same and I, guy man. that goes into the restroom. <laughs> And sits hey, on the commode hey, backwards. Al- hey, Albert, <laughs> hey, Albert, these guys have never played the game. They don't get it, man. They don't know that world like we do. Screw them. And about hey, that guys, life. guys, 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 I mean, when you made a career stirring crap up like me and Jonas have. Yeah. Yes. Like we know That's right. Yes. That's right. I, I, I don't disagree with that. So you can kiss our ass. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Oh, H. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, that's gosh. what I'm talking about. My oh, guy, Albert Breer. Right uh, I mean, Hawaii is going to be really upset the, about the, that. The choice. voice of God, Albert Breer. Uh, get him on Twitter, <laughs> at Albert Breer. Uh, Albert, we appreciate <laughs> Thanks, it, Thanks, <man>. A.B. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. The voice of. Oh, right. man, that was uh, great. Lowercase G. Glad I could get that question in. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.